Good morning, everybody. How are you on this wonderful Tuesday morning? Hope everyone's having a great, fantastic week. I know I am. Um, today's show, this is the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. And the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show is on every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a brand new podcast that I'm doing. Don't forget, starting um, next month, every Tuesday and Thursday, the show has moved over to Patreon exclusively. You'll only be able to hear it on Patreon. You will not be able to um, find it anywhere else, um, as far as I'm, as far as I know. You'll be able to find it anywhere else. Um, so enjoy it now and, and jump over to Patreon and join Patreon for $10 a month because you also get a Q&A Zoom room, which we have actually later today. So today at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time um, is a Q&A Zoom, which is face-to-face, voice-to-voice, where you can ask dog training questions. You get one of those a week. You also get 20% off of all of our um, online courses and all of our online consults. So you can save hundreds of dollars there um, a year. Um, and then you get the Zoom, which are 52 of those a year. Um, and all for $10 a month. And we're putting more and more things um, on membership programs. We have tons and tons of free information. We'll always have free information if people pay attention really carefully at all of our Instagram stories, at our at our Instagram feed, at our YouTube feed. I mean, you can fully off-leash train your dog through our free videos. You can also fully off train your dog with our undergraduate program. Um, but let me put up the link right now for um, the Patreon channel. So that's up right, right now. Good, bingo, that's up there now. And then don't, don't forget, uh, we're doing Black Friday sales right now. And um, we've got all kinds of bundles. And then also there is, um, uh, uh, at a minimum, all courses are 25% off. So today's theme of today's show, the way that the show works on the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show is this. I talk about usually single topic and I just rant and I go off and then I'll answer questions pertaining to this topic. Um, it's any, any general questions, um, I'm going to push you to the Wednesday and Friday show, which is the, uh, what would Jeff do show with Joelle. And when we answer a lot of dog training questions, so we do have different formats for different things all to help you out. Um, and obviously I do private consults as well. And those you can find on the, um, the Academy page. Um, and I'll put the link up to the Academy page. If you don't know that we actually have an online Academy, um, uh, just excuse me while I look down and, um. Make sure I don't, I'm famous for misspellings. Um, ironically, I used to t- type almost 80 words a minute on a keyboard that didn't have any letters on them. Um, but that goes back, well, a while, 40 years. Um, today's theme of today's show is exposing dogs to stress is good for the dog. That's a statement, it's not a question. It could be a question. Is it good for the dog? Well, damn right, it's fucking good for the dog. And speaking of the word fuck, um, at least a couple times a week, I get emails from people that say, they don't say they want to fuck me. Um, that would be like interesting. Um, what they do say, though, is I wish you'd stop saying fuck and fuck wasn't in the title. And I wish you'd stop swearing so much or because then I can't let my kids listen to the show. Well, my 10-year-old is in front of me right now eating breakfast. And Angelo has been listening to my show for the, since the day he was born. And he does not swear. He does not bully. He does not tease. He is not rude. 
He's got more, more emotional maturity than most people, three, four, five times his age. And he has heard me swear mostly just on this podcast. I mean, the only time I really swear is on my podcasts and seminars. Like, I normally don't swear, but for people to be afraid of their child listening to a dog training show, which has the word fuck in it. Like, do you know that your kids go to public school? Do you know that your children look at pornography? Do you let your children watch cartoons, which are, believe it or not, filled with an agenda? Disney? You let your kids do that? Don't worry about my word fuck then. You got bigger issues. How about this? I don't believe that Fauci ever said the word fuck. I don't believe that our mainstream media ever says fuck. Which do you think is more harmful? Which do you think is more harmful? Me speaking the truth with F-bombs or people lying out their asses with no F-bombs? And if you say, oh, why did you have to get into politics? You made it political. Because I think every child, every parent, no matter how they vote, wants a good education for their child no matter how they vote. They want good educations for their child. They want good um, uh, 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 upbringings for their child. They don't want their kid to be bullied. So is exposing your dog to stress good for the dog? Well, if I say no, I think then pretty soon, we're going to start having safe spaces for our dogs. Trigger words for our dogs. Pronouns that we are allowed and not allowed to use for our dogs. Maybe they'll start teaching CRT in dog school. So, damn right exposing your dog to stress is good for the dog. Why? So our dogs don't crumble in real life. So our dogs do not crumble in real life. And that is what is happening right now. Owners are crumbling and dogs are crumbling. They cannot deal with the smallest environmental that is going on. In other words, we haven't toughened up our owners and we haven't toughened up our dogs. And we sure as hell have not toughened up our children. And that is not be, by being mean or abusive. It just means presenting them with a series of challenges in life, in the day, and showing and guiding and leading and coaching and cheering them on but also letting them try to figure it out on how to solve these problems. But keeping a dog in this sterile, under-threshold bubble is not going to, if you hear noise in the background, it's because I do this at home and there's just stuff going on, so don't worry about that. 
makes the makes the show more authentic. I think. All right. Um, except for when Angelo farts, and then it's like that's not authentic, and that's that's pretty, 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 pretty bad. All right. Okay. So, I I think that it's important that folks understand that we have been brainwashed. Not me. But the majority of the of, of the folks that we meet, the majority of the people that have not realized what a mistake they have made, especially in the last six years, that this concept of work dogs under threshold, don't expose your dog to stressors, only work your dog if it's a willing participant, don't say no to your dog, only say yes, only do things they enjoy. If they start panting or stressing, stop the work. That is an extremely dangerous philosophy on raising dogs, people. Like, that's not the way the world works. The world doesn't give a shit about you and is going to throw everything at you. And it's up to you to, to make yourself and your dog strong enough through what? Through personal growth for us humans, through dealing with adversity, and for training our dogs to be prepared for the real world out there. Because I don't know about you, but I want to take my dog everywhere. And I cannot control the environment. This morning on this morning's bike ride, what did we see? Bunch of off-leash dogs. Well, I better make sure my dogs know how to ignore off-leash dogs. That's my job. I cannot control that off-leash dog um, um, and its two little comp uh, 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 follow followers. There's like one pack, one leader, then two little followers. So as anybody knows, you go after the head dog, the rest of them run away. Similar to life. What we are seeing is at the first sign that dogs show stress, we pull them out of it instead of leading them, instead of leading them through it, leading them through it, showing them that they can do it. That is a confidence booster. We have seen this over and over and over. I'll give you a simple example. Climbing up the stairs. There are dogs that are afraid. Maybe not your dog, not my dogs. Now, I did have a dog once back in New England recently. I mean, whatever, in the last, you know, half a dozen years. That um, in New England, we've got a lot of hardwood floors. I mean, there's hardwood floors all over this country, but New England hardwood floors and the steps are hardwood floors. There's no runners on the steps. And I had a dog that started walking up, up it and it slipped and it fell down. So for, you know, a couple of days, it was paranoid about the steps until I, what, put a leash on the dog and walked it up the steps, and it resisted, but it did it, and then I walked it down the steps, but your average dog that is afraid of going up the steps, we often get dogs that people say, my dog can't walk up steps. I'm like, yes, your dog can. I mean, if the dog had, like, you know, was, was paralyzed and you couldn't use its back legs, it might struggle, but guess what? It can still do it. So what do we do? Put a leash on the dog, start at the bottom of the steps. I've got free videos on this, by the way, and start walking. And we walk. The dog resists. Let him resist. Keep walking. Once they start moving, they'll go up. 
they'll be nervous. They'll be like, show fear, but they'll do it. And then you walk back down, slow. Don't let the dog pull you down to get off the steps. And then you do it again, and then you do it again, and then you do it again, and then you do it again. And by the sixth time, leash comes off, because you already attached a word to it, maybe on time number five, and you go, let's go. And guess what the dog does? Walks up the steps. Now, a lot of people are going to say, well, put food on every step so it, so because food works. Anybody that knows when you've got a fearful, nervous, anxious, stressed dog, they don't take food. Anybody knows it works with dogs. So no, it doesn't. What works? Force. That bad, there's another bad F word, not just fuck. It's also force. It's a bad F word in the dog training community. But there's a time and a place for everything. There's steps. How many dogs don't like to go over sewer grates? How many dogs don't like to walk past diesel trucks? How many dogs don't like to, um, uh, 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 they rush when they want to get home from a walk and we let them pull us? How many dogs don't like, just name the environmental, name it. Well, you need to prepare your dogs for all these things. So how do you do that? You put in a set of, Obedience commands to start with, which is all reward-based. And you do that in a quiet area where they can best learn. So we do a reward-based training program. We actually clicker train, food train, reward-based train dogs and all their obedience. So now you've got a set of skills and you've done hundreds and hundreds of reps. So now these dogs are proficient in these skills. And then, and then what happens is this. Let's go. We started, we started, we started introducing environmentals to them inside, preparing them. What makes you nervous? Ooh, the vacuum makes me nervous. Great. So you're in a downstay, you're in place. We bring out the vacuum. You get nervous. You can be nervous. You just can't break command. If you break command, you get corrected for breaking command. You're not being corrected for 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 being afraid, you're being corrected for break command. So now we leverage obedience to get the dog over fear. We leverage obedience to get the dog over fear. And then folks will say, well, do I reward them for not breaking? Your dog is afraid it's probably not going to take food. Well, what's the reward? You didn't get corrected for breaking command. The lack of the correction is the reward. At some point, that has to be the concept. At some point, that's the concept. At the end of the sequence, when you're finally all done, yeah, you can praise them up, of course. But a lot of times when you give praise mid-training session, the dog breaks, which you can actually start proofing. You could correct for that, too. The dog might get more nervous. We've seen that. The dog might nip at you. We've seen that. So sometimes just like working the dog through the process is a fantastic way of getting a dog to be really solid on their commands as well as to work their dog through these environmentals. For some reason, this whole theory of this show, people are going to really struggle with. Not a lot of people. Well, I shouldn't say that. Not a lot of my people. But a lot of people in general struggle with this. Oh my gosh, you're using force. You should re use reward only. 
Anybody that has worked with dogs that are afraid of doing things, that are fearful of doing things, that have massive stress and anxiety, absolutely know that reward won't work. Then their, 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 their counterpoint is, well, then don't stress out the dog. And I'm like, do you really think Mother Nature cares about your dog's stress? Mother Nature does not care about your dog's stress. Mother Nature will kill you if you cannot get through your stress. The world will make things very, very difficult for you as a human if you cannot learn to manage your stress, your fears, your anxiety. Because when we have a weak society, when we have a weak dog population, that's when we're in trouble. And we are seeing both of everything. And I don't think we want to be like that. I don't think we want that for our children. And I don't think we want that for our dogs. I think we want a strong society for the humans. We want our children to grow up confident, being able to handle situations. We're there for them if they need help. And we want our dogs. And we want our dogs to be able to handle environmentals so we can bring them everywhere. Well-behaved everywhere. Oh, I brought my dog to the pet store. Uh-huh, I know, I saw it. It was on its hind legs, pulling on the leash, barking its head off. Yep, but you're right, you were there. You were there. You know what's really, really interesting, I find? We've got so many videos of aggressive dogs going after us and our staff and us wrangling them in. Stuff like that gets a lot of views. But when we do go-homes and when we do all of our public access work and it just the dogs are just walking through a store, I don't know, okay, it's much easier to stop a dog from lunging at you and trying to bite you. It's much easier. Like for us, that's simple to do. But to take a nervous, fearful, anxious, reactive dog that lunges at everything, that's afraid of things, to walk through a store quietly, calmly, in command, maybe showing a little bit of nervousness and stress because it is. So many hours of work went into that to get that dog to that point. But it doesn't look sensational. But that goes back to this point. That goes back to this whole point of working your dog above its stress threshold. You've got to work your dog above its stress threshold in order for your dog to deal. I can't say that enough. And why do I keep saying this or why am I saying this so much today? Because we're seeing dogs crumble at the first sign of adversity. We are seeing dogs crumble at the first sign of stress. We have dogs that come in that when they hear one sound, they shit and piss themselves. They hear a sound. 
When we have a dog that you're walking down the streets and somebody's taking out their trash and it gets nervous and afraid, and it's not because somebody hit it with a trash can, because that's the go-to, right? The dog must have been abused by insert fear response here. Yeah. No, the dog was not hit by a trash can. And then all of a sudden it stops and freezes and you're like, um, we're in the middle of our walk here. It's a trash can. Let's keep going. Now to you, it's a trash can. To the dog, it's a fearful thing. And it puts on the brakes and it shits and it pisses over a trash can being taken in, which reminds me, Angela, you have to take in the recycled trash can after breakfast. All right. So there's dogs that are afraid of just about everything out there. Why? Lack of exposure. It's not because they came from a backyard breeder or a puppy mill, by the way. Okay. There are, there are dogs, a friend of ours, she trains dogs for TSA, single purpose nose work. They are trained out, usually where there's lots of space. So they're trained in the country. They get all their basic foundation work out there. They get their task work out there. And then when it's time to put them to work, say at an airport, they can't handle it. They can't handle all the noise, all the distractions. They were good in a structured environment, a coordinated environment. But when it came to the real world, their fear of the environmentals overtook their task training. So it's no difference. These dogs need to be exposed to environmentals from an early age. That's what socialization is. Everybody thinks socialization is just like literally interacting necessarily, but socialization is also existing around. Existing around. So exposing dogs to stress is good for the dog. Statement, not question. Statement. Absolutely. How do you do that? Leash on the dog. A lot of times people will sell, tell me, my dog heard a sound and it ran away and it hit under the bed. I'm like, so it pulled the leash out of your hand? Whenever you're working with a dog, you should have a leash on the dog so you can control the movements of the dog. So you can help that dog work through its fear, through its anxiety, through its stress. How do you do that? Again, let's repeat this. Start by teaching the dog basics. Put a good foundation on the dog. Start exposing the dog to different environmentals in a controlled environment so you can help that dog get through those stressors and start amping and amping and amping them up. Start holding the dog accountable for not doing basic obedience around these stressors. That will increase the confidence in the dog. Then you go outside, and then you go outside, and you start with low environmentals or even no environmentals, but there's no such thing as no environmental distractions outside because the grass, the air, the sounds are all, are all things that can trigger the dog. But just start doing the basics outside. 
Now the dog is doing well outside. Great. Now start upping the environmentals outside and leveraging your obedience and what you've learned inside and what you've taught the dog on how to work through these issues inside, you start passing that on outside. Now you've got a dog that becomes very, very, very sound with outside environmentals. So that safe space that you are building for your dog, no, you don't need to do that. Use the money on something else. All that money you've got to spend on a boarding train, you might not have to do that. If you need help, lots of trainers are available that actually know how to do this. You can look up CBT, Cognitive cognitive Behavioral Therapy. It's normally geared towards humans. It's great for dogs. Going to the gym? Have a good workout. Angela, you're done with breakfast? Trash can. Thanks. All right. All right. Questions about this particular show. Murph, good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Murph. How are you? Teresa says, good morning, Jeff. Good morning. And then I put up the links for our Patreon channel, which is patreon.com slash solid canine training. I would encourage everybody to join that. Number one, it's $10 a month. They do a yearly membership for $100.80, which is about $8 a month. And you get mega, mega bonuses from our Patreon channel from us. The link to the Academy, which has all of our online courses, is academy.solidcanine-training.com, academy.solidcanine-training.com. Also, we have an affiliate program for folks that actually want to become affiliates of our courses. You can make 40% of the sale. Brittany says, I love, and then second comment on another line was the, and then the third one was, sorry, Jeff, my iPad is going nuts. It's just not completing sentences. That's all. Uh, Rachel says, hey, Jeff, went back down from a fort. Herm Springer to the next. Yeah, we don't need, no one needs a four millimeter prong collar. Three millimeter, we, we, we train 200 pound dogs on a three millimeter. Why they make even a four and a 425 and a 4.5, if that's how high they go, is just silliness. It's just plain silliness. Teresa says, nailed it. Uh, Karen says, good morning, Jeff. Been super busy, but I have accepted that my two females will never see eye to eye. I'm going to set up fence so they can see each other, eat, etc. in the summer. I mean, I don't know, Karen. It's possible that they can. I mean, it's possible that they can't. But what have you tried? Have you? I mean, have you truly, truly tried to read them the riot act and if they're fighting, to stop it? Now, housemates do have the highest rate of failure that are fighting in this industry. But have you truly done everything? Everything? Because I can pull out 12 things that you probably have not done. Nancy Annie says, my bet. I'm not sure what that was about. 
Um, Allison says, good morning. Working the fuck, waking the fuck up with Jeff has been delightful. So happy this five days a week. Got that Patreon membership, of course. Good. Yeah, Allison, well, I, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you as a follower. appreciate you as a Patreon member. Even if folks do not follow us, I appreciate you. But if you want to follow us, just, you know, just hit the subscribe and the notification button. Join our Patreon channel. Join our Instagram channel. Instagram is free. Facebook is free. YouTube is free. Join those channels. Don't forget on Patreon tonight, we do a Q&A Zoom. Um, and then don't forget uh, tomorrow night, Joel leaves for New England. So Angelo and I will be doing the... Um, uh, the Q&A. So Angelo and I will be doing the Q&A uh, this Wednesday and Friday. Um, Donna says the worst is the vets telling people not to bring the dog out till all vaccines are finished. So many places that you can go that don't expose them to d diseases. You're right, Donna, like everywhere. Like everywhere. I understand what vets are saying. I would take the chance. I would take the chance. So I'm not interested in getting a puppy right now, but if I did, as long as they had their first round of shots, I would take them, start taking them out to as many places as possible. Not a dog park, but I would take them out in public to a lot of places to introduce environmentals. Susan says, my dog is seven. Is it too late? As long as your dog is breathing, Susan, it's not too late. Now, you've got seven years of practice possibly unwanted behaviors, but it's not too late. The way I say is this, if your dog is breathing, it can be trained in rehab. And if your dog is not breathing, it does a damn good downstay. That's my morbid tagline. Because that's how I believe. And that's how I've seen. 20 years, 10,000 dogs traveling the world over 300 seminars. I don't say that for ego. I say that because I've worked with lots of dogs. And what do I see over and over and over again is dogs make dramatic changes. Some of them overnight. Some of them literally overnight. It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. Um, um, Anciani, my vet actually um, insinuates um, D. Insinuates D. I don't know what the heck that is. I must be abusing my puppy because he was submissive peeing at his first vet visit. They are so quick to say we are bad dog parents because we expose them to real life events. You're so right. So for your vet to say that, that sounds like a stupid fucking vet to me. So your vet is saying you abuse your dog. Did the vet report you to animal control? So if my vet said that I was abusing my dog, I would say, then get on the phone right now and call animal control and have them come down. And you can testify in open court that I'm abusing my dogs. Open court, public record that I'm abusing my dogs. If you're going to fucking throw out that I'm abusing my dogs, then you will stand before a community of your peers and you will say it on the record. But don't be fucking throwing those words out unless you can back them up. 
submissive peeing? Do you know how many dogs submissive pee? Do you know how many dogs excitement pee? Do you know how many dogs fearful pee? But for any vet who is a medical practitioner, doctor of veterinary medicine, I believe there's a little bit of college behind that. For any of them to say that because your dog's submissive peas is linked to abuse is a fucking idiot. They're an idiot. And that afternoon, your, your vet removed the testicles of a dog. You're abusing your dog because it's submissive peas? Well, you know what, Doc? My dog does not submissive pee at my house, but for some reason, it's submissive pees in the vet office. So let me ask you this question, Doc. What the fuck are you doing to my dog? Right? Maybe I'll call up animal control. And they're quick to say you're, you're bad dog parents. Really? So is that the methodology of your vet? It's time to find a new vet. It's also time to talk to the manager. Of the, if it's a big enough vet clinic, talk to the manager of the vet clinic and say, this is the exact words that this your vet, because the vet usually is not, most vets are not owners, they're employees. Say, one of your employees just said this to me. Is this the, is this the practice of is this the is this the practice of the practice? Is this acceptable to this practice? Is this what you guys do here? You shame and blame dog owners? Is that your methodology here? Because if it is, it's time for me to go and find a new vet. So what you do is you find the manager of the vet office. And you complain. Murph, my dog is afraid of the park by my house. I can literally take him anywhere but this park. I've done my driveway drills, pre-walk bonk. When we get to the park, he's in a heel, but he's scanning, whining, panting like crazy, and he tries to pull out of heel sometimes. I bonked him at the park for this, and I've used the e-count with no success. What can I fix this? I'd have to see. You'd have to do a private one-on-one -on -one session. You'd have to send me videotape. That's why we have the inner circle. So for the inner circle, which... Um, is a four-week, five-person intensive coaching session where you submit videos, we submit videos back to you. We can help you troubleshoot all these things, but you can also do it on a one-on-one -on -one consult as well. I don't know what you're doing. A lot of people say they're doing something, but they're doing it wrong. No fault of theirs. They just don't know. A lot of stuff is just like a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of tweaking. I feel like I'm missing something in my leadership to him. Possibly. Possibly. Because there's things that are that you could be doing that are not related to that event that will actually eliminate that event. We see that all the time. All the time. Melinda says then get a new vet. Agreed. Agreed. All right, guys.
if I use the wrong pronoun there, sorry, but it's, you know, men and women and children. If there's any children that are allowed to watch this show because I say the fuck word. I wish that folks forgot about the delivery system and listened to the words. Because this is the thing. There's a lot of people out there in different powerful positions that want to put catchphrases to mislead you to make things sound really, really good. But it's deceiving to you. So we've got this thing that's going to make everybody's life miserable, but we'll put a cute little catchphrase to it and that'll deceive everybody so they buy into it. You know. So L says, working on integrating a new puppy into our home with several dogs, overall going very well. With all dogs except our female oldest dog is showing some aggression to puppy. Any advice? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that's going to be a um, a Wednesday or Friday a Wednesday or Friday question because it's not pertaining to this topic at all. Um, but yes, there's there's plenty of stuff you can do. Um, hi, Jeff. See you tonight on Patreon Zoom. Yes, Mark. Um, the link went up this morning right before the show, um, and Patreon Zoom is fantastic. L says four ninety nine. Um, uh, top chat. Thank you so much, Al. I'm sorry I didn't answer your question, but we try to really make this not a Q&A show. But keep in mind, starting in December, the What Wake the Fuck Up With Jeff show on Tuesdays and Thursdays is going to be moved over to Patreon exclusively, where you can ask any question you want, even if it's not pertaining to this format. This format. All right. All right, everybody. I'll see everybody later today on Patreon. Um, don't forget, go to the Academy, buy courses. We've got great bundles as well as discounts off of individual shows. Don't forget, Thursday night is Angela's podcast. Come in the camera more. What are you going to do? What are you talking about this Thursday? Greek mythology. Angela's doing his Greek, Greek uh, mythology. It's, it's called Fun Facts his podcast, and he did one on Egyptian mythology, right? Mm-hmm. And now, doing Greek. Greek. Got a fun fact for us right now to give everybody a little bit of teaser for your show. Hmm. Well, I'm going to talk about Greek mythology. We got any information you want to give? Uh, about anything. About anything? Hmm. Orca has slapped seals into the air with their tail. I think you gave that one last show. I did? Yeah. Uh, a new one? Nope. So his podcast is lots of fun. His podcast is lots of fun. All right, everybody. Madly in love with you. Talk to you later.